Today's our last week in our series on the Holy Spirit. We've talked about everything from the promise of the Spirit, the purpose of the Spirit, the, the, the indwelling of the Spirit, the filling of the Spirit, the gifts of the Spirit. And this week we're going to talk about the fruit of the Spirit. I love the fruit of the Spirit because for me, I love pictures. I'm a big picture guy, and I, I think that's what we remember. We remember stories and we remember pictures. And I think we struggle sometimes relating to this because of even our culture. We're not a culture that grows a lot anymore, although raised beds are becoming a thing now. My wife's even trying to talk me into having one. But I have PTSD from my childhood of weeding the gardens. And, and so, but these raised beds, it's, it's good. But what we do is, man, I need a tomato, I need an apple, I need whatever. You know what we do? We go to the store. Instant, voila. I have whatever I need to make whatever I'm looking to make. And I forget oftentimes the process that it takes to produce those fruits or those vegetables. As we were growing up, like I said, my, um, my father had three children and so he had three gardens. He forgot to inform the other two children that they also should help weed those gardens and so yours truly had the incredible privilege of, of going and weeding all three of those gardens every Saturday morning. You know what I noticed in doing that? You don't have to work at growing weeds. It's amazing. They just like, they pop up out of nowhere. And they're vibrant and they're strong and they're healthy. But you got to work really hard at actually producing the things that you're trying to grow, the crops. You have to protect them. You got to nourish them. I wish it was just like a rototiller and throw some seed and in two months I come back and let's get some baskets. Let's do this. And it doesn't work that way. Well, today as we look at this passage of scripture, we're going to learn about that because I think we, we hear about the fruit of the spirit, but I don't know if we understand it. I hope by the end of today, you'll understand it better. I want to take you to the passage of Scripture in Galatians chapter 5 that talks about this. I want to read it together, and then we'll unpack it a little bit. Galatians chapter 5 in verses 16 through 26. He says this, But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the spirit, and the desires of the spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other to keep you from doing the things that you want to do. Did you hear that? Have you ever, you know, said to yourself, I, I want to produce this in my life? And he says, it's not a lack of desire he here. He says, there's something preventing that from happening. And then in verse 18, he continues and he says, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of rage, rivalry, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you as I warned you before that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That was the short list. 
Then he goes on and he says this. He says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such there is no law. And those who belong to Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let's also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. The first thing that I want to do is distinguish between the gifts of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit. Because sometimes people can get these confused. The gifts of the Spirit are for our ministry. He empowers us, he enables us for a ministry. The fruit of the Spirit is about our maturity. It's about shaping our character, who we are becoming, not what we are doing. And so we need to make sure that we have that clarified. The gifts of the Spirit are given out and not everyone gets every gift. Yet the fruit of the Spirit is something that all of us are to demonstrate in, in totality. So as God shapes our character, it says these things should be produced. Listen to what it looks like, the fruit of the Spirit. Love, meaning selfless and unconditional concern for others. Joy, a joyful spirit not dependent on outward circumstances. Peace is a security and a calmness of the heart, knowing that we are fully accepted by God and nothing is out of his control. Patience, staying the course, it's perseverance and endurance under the duress of difficult times. Kindness is the overflow of love toward others. Goodness is literally, it means generosity in all things. Faithfulness is trustworthiness. Gentleness is strength under control. And self-control is the control of one's desires, feelings, and emotions. That's the fruit. He's saying this is the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, all of those things. And so the question is, how do we produce them? Well, the first thing that he brings up is he brings up this reality that there's a, a battle raging, that there's something that is in conflict to producing those. It's like the garden. I want these plants to grow, but there, there's things that are going to go against it. Maybe we have a dry spell. You know what I need to do? Water them. They have weeds growing up. I don't just leave the weeds there and hope for the best. I grab those little things and I dig them out, take them out by the root. I'm like, get out of here. And I put them in the neighbor's garden. No, I, I don't do that. Because I'm producing love. Um, the, the reality is there's all of these, these challenges. And he says this, there's a conflict going on and you better be aware of it. That there's a fruit, another fruit that's being displayed or produced and that's the fruit of our flesh that left to ourselves it's like weeds that grow up you don't have to plant them they show up he said in our christian walk there are things that are going to evidence themselves that you don't have to do anything to produce it's the works of your flesh it's the fruit of your flesh 
And he breaks it down into three categories. He talks about sensual things. He talks about religious things. And he talks about relational or social things. And he says all of these are in conflict with what God wants to produce in you. And it's, it's a battle. I think oftentimes, if, if you even think with me, that you know, sometimes if I go to work and there's a conflict there, I'm like preparing all the way there. It's like, man, I gotta, I gotta prepare for this, this moment that I walk into because there's tension there, there's, there's conflict there and, and, and I know I'm, I've gotta be ready for it. And we get that, we get that. What he says here, we better get. And that he, he says that the conflict that he's talking about in our flesh is continual. It never leaves you, it's within you. You have a battle that rages within you and it's the flesh and the spirit which are opposed to each other. And he says that the flesh is opposing the spirit so that you don't produce the things that God wants you to produce. Do you ever feel that battle and that struggle? I think we all do. It's not a lack of desire, he said. He goes, we desire these things, but we lack those being produced because of the conflict, not because of a lack of desire. So we have to understand the process. How do we begin displaying the fruit of the Spirit instead of the works and the fruit of the flesh. Well, it was like this one man who prayed this prayer. He said, so far today, Lord, I've done everything right. I haven't gossiped, I haven't lost my temper, I haven't been greedy, grumpy, nasty, selfish, overindulgent. I'm very thankful for that. But in a few moments, I'm gonna get out of bed. <laughs> and from then on, I'm gonna need a lot of help. So as we, as we talk about the fruit of the Spirit, remember it's to shape our character, right? The purpose of the fruit of the Spirit is so that we would experience the, the realities of, of these fruits, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, that that fruit is experienced by us, but it's also so that it will impact the world around us. Believers of all people should be in a place that might have chaos and know that they can have peace. I would even say in our political world, can we feel any chaos? No, there's no chaos there. Well, yeah, you can feel that. And you just say, where's my peace? My peace is not if my party gets in. My peace is that Jesus is sitting on the throne. So I got that, I'm good. He's producing the spirit of God within me is reminding me of these spiritual truths that are creating peace within my being that I wouldn't naturally produce. I can naturally produce some other things when it comes to politics. Are you with me? Mm-hmm, let's go. Well, we also need to realize not just the purpose but we need to understand the process. People spend a lot of time saying, I need to love more. I need to be you know, more joyful. I can't let my circumstances circumvent my joy. 
I need to be gentle. I need to be kind. I need to do all of this in self-control. I'm out of control. So I need to develop that. I need to work harder. I need to be more disciplined at this. I need to press into this. And the truth is no. We got it backwards. And if you don't get anything else, get this. That the fruit of the spirit is a result of something. A tree that is producing an apple, an apple didn't like just on its own show up. It's a result of the, the tree producing this beautiful fruit. And so with us, the fruit of the spirit is this. We focus on the fruit and we have missed the process. That the process is as I'm submitted to the spirit, as I recognize his work, as I recognize the truth within me that he is revealing to me, that what he is doing inside of me is producing something outside of me. Mm, that is good. We need to do that better. But oftentimes we just fall into the pattern of being moral or good. And that's not spiritual. Man can try to be kind, but the kindness that comes from God supersedes anything that this world could ever produce because it is woven from this understanding that the character that is being shaped in me is the character of Christ that he displayed. How could he love those who were his enemies? How could he be peaceful as he's walking to a cruel cross? How could he deal with the injustice around him? How could he be kind to the criminals hanging alongside of him? How could he be in control, self-control? Because the spirit of God in the son of God was there to produce the fruit that allows us to see that the character of Christ, that's what I want produced in me. Well, it's all rooted in walking in the spirit, being filled in the spirit. Understand that and we get it right. So how do we do it? How many of you like to garden? You like to garden? You got gardeners in here? The... Uh, it was funny. I wanted to put some plants in this year. I had some, uh, like a flower garden. And so I, I called a friend of mine who is a gardener. This is what he does professionally. And um, I said, man, can you come over and help me? Because I haven't got a clue what I'm doing. And we're sprinkling a little stuff. I don't even quite know what it was. But we're digging the holes. We're sprinkling stuff in there. And then he says, you need to water them this often, but not too much, and make sure you do this, that, and the other thing. I just follow in his lead. You know what happened? <laughs> not for nothing, but I had an amazing flower garden. <laughs> and none of it was because of me. Left in my own, I would have killed them all. <laughs> They'd be dead. But because I learned what it took to allow them to thrive, everything changed. In our Christian walk, we have to know what does it take to produce this fruit in my life? The first thing is this. First, just take a moment and say, what fruit do I see evidenced already in my life? Are there fits of rage? Are, are there, you know, is, is there a sense of chaos? Is there no joy? 
Is the lack of that stuff happening? What's in my life right now? Or do you see love? Do you see self-control? What do you see? So first examine. What do I see evidenced in my life? And then the second is, and I would say this has to be a priority, is protect, protect your heart and your mind. And I, I think we're so naive to this. We walk through this world and we just like anything into our eyes and our, any, any way into our ears. We don't protect our hearts. And, and Jesus says this, out of your, your heart is the wellspring of life. Your mouth only speaks what your heart has allowed to come into it. And it's like the weeds. We're trying to produce godly fruit, but man, we got weeds all around us. He goes, no, get rid of the things that are stealing the ability to produce the things that God wants. Remove the negative. Remove it. There's no gardener that I know that tries to water both of those at the same time, hoping that somehow he's going to get this bumper crop. You remove what's bad. The same thing within our Christian walk, it's, it's to recognize what is stealing from me producing the things that God wants and remove them. And then the third is nourish, nourish your soul. Let the spirit of God take the truth of God's word and nourish your soul. Fill your heart and your mind with the truths of God. Let the spirit of God take that truth and just continue to speak it into you. Well, we, my wife and I, I'll even bring her on this journey. We kill plants. We just, we have a gift. We had this, uh, we have this family. We don't have any live plants in our house. Uh, if you come over, we, there's none in there. Actually, the mums out front, they're dead too. <laughs> I bought them to surprise her when she came home, and I never, they're dead. I never watered them. <laughs> I got, I'm not kidding, four, six, six brown plants. <laughs> I don't know, I kept them there. Thought they looked cool. We had a couple once, and they gave us this plant as a gift. And uh, I was like, oh, man, so thoughtful. Thank you. We took it home. We put it in the house and set it there and looked at it and looked great. About a month later, I looked at it and it didn't look so good. You ever touch something and, like, all the leaves fall off? And I was like, oh, let's see. The whole thing, like, disintegrates. I'm like, oh, that didn't work out. <laughs> I'm not a sentimental person. So I was okay with it. Uh, I just picked up the plant, went outside, threw it in the trash. Well, then it wasn't too much longer, and this couple was coming over to the house for dinner. I was like, do I buy a different plant and make it look like the plant? What do I do? So they came over, and while they were there, he goes, well, hey, how's the plant? Because we don't see it. The plant died. No problem telling them. It just died. It was on its own. I don't know. Failure to thrive. (laughs) Had an issue. 
And the truth is, at the end of the day, we can see in our own world that if we don't nourish something, it dies. And yet we forget in the spiritual world, we want this fruit. We want God to do amazing things in our life. And he says, let the spirit of God nourish your soul. Let him take what you're pouring in, but you gotta pour things into your soul. You need to read scripture. You need to spend time in prayer. You need time of meditation. Listen to godly things. Put those in your heart and your mind and let the spirit of God take them and produce something beautiful. As we talked about surrender, the, you know, being filled with the Spirit is this idea of under the influence of the Spirit of God is surrender the Spirit of God. Spirit of God, reveal to me your heart today. Produce in me what my flesh can't produce, but what only you can produce within me. Do your great work today. Like I said, if there's one thing you take away today is this. Recognize this, the fruit of the Spirit is a result. It's a result of the Spirit of God working within you. So don't focus on the fruit. That'll happen. The fruit will display. Focus on your heart, your mind, and let God do his good work. Father, this morning we thank you, we praise you. You are good all the time. And we ask God that you would do your amazing work within us as children of God, as the family of God, as the church, God, that you would allow us to display what we naturally and normally would not display only by the power of your spirit working within us. Take your truth, apply it to our hearts, speak to us, and may your spirit fill us and guide us in the way you would want us to go. And may this fruit be in abundance so that the world may be impacted by your people. And we give you glory in the name of Jesus. Amen.